Welcome to the GeoMob podcast, where we discuss geo-innovation in any and all forms, be it for fun or profit. Welcome back to another episode of the GeoMob podcast. Today, I'm speaking with uh, one of the most prolific OpenStreetMap developers that I'm aware of. Um, his name is Ilya Zverev. Uh, and he recently released, he's built many, many tools for the OpenStreetMap ecosystem, but recently released a new OpenStreetMap editor, which is called Everydoor. Ilya, welcome to the show. Um, first off, let me say a big thank you for all of the tools that you've built around OpenStreetMap. Um, I'm, a, I'm a user of several of them. Um, but for those who don't yet know you, um, maybe take a minute or two and introduce yourself. And, and what, what, what got you into OpenStreetMap? Uh, hi, it's a pleasure to be on your show. Uh, yeah, I've been in OpenStreetMap for, for 12 years, and uh, I like to try everything. So, I yeah, I did build many tools, including 11.0 editor, some geocoders, some websites, uh, some web styles, most of the things. So, yeah, it's a thing that OpenStreetMap, uh, it provokes experimenting like uh, uh things from i don't know our computer past that uh, uh that uh like provoke tinkering with them uh doing some little things and uh opposite map does that like uh, what if we try another method for collecting data what if we try another way of uh inventing tags and some other stuff and uh, yeah, I just like to poke in different things in OpenStreetMap and looking at how can we map better and faster. Very true, very true. I, I, I People forget that, uh, I mean, we a lot of people, I think now, especially come to OpenStreetMap because it's free, you know, because it's 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 low cost or, or they don't like the... Um, the restrictions of some of the commercial providers and stuff, but they don't realize that the real power is it's all there. It's all open source. It's all open data. You can use it and you can build things and you can, you can create whatever you want. So, um, yeah, OpenStreetMap yeah. is free, but, uh, the cost is hidden. It's like you can data, get the data for free, but, uh, using it, like installing all the libraries, maintaining like all the DevOps stuff, it is costly. So it's like with all the other open source. Like, true, true, very true. Um, so, what is what is Everydoor? What what I mean, what made you say uh, what, we need a new editor um, and I'm going to build it? And you know, what, what's different about this editor versus the many many other editors that already exist, including some that you yourself have already created, which um, we're going to talk about a bit later. Yeah, I think uh, this starts with uh, Street Complete. Actually, this is uh, an amazing editor. Uh, written in Germany, uh, that many, many people use, like thousands of people. And it helps, like, uh, make small edits to OpenStreetMap. You take it with yourself, and it asks you questions, like, does this uh, uh, crosswalk have uh, tactile uh, tiles, or how many floors are in the building? Uh, the editor is great, but it's not for me, because I, uh, I'm like a collectioner. I like to collect them all. Like okay. uh, I see, I don't know, uh, children's playground, and I don't just want to map the playground. 
I want to map all the swings, sand pits, springy things, uh, and so on and so on. Right. So, okay. The classic micro mapping. Absolutely. I went, I go to a mall and I don't just like to update one shop. I like to collect all 200 of the, those. And for that, OpenStreetMap had no tools at all. Like uh, the main uh, modus operandi was uh, to go inside, take photos of everything or write on a piece of paper, then go home, open JOSM or ID and just map everything the second time. And it was very tedious, very long, and uh, nobody wanted to do that. I wouldn't say nobody, but I agree. It, it, it's <laughs> yeah. a very small subset of people that have the, you know, the perseverance to go out, take the pictures, make take the notes, you know, collect all the data, then come home, organize it, it, it upload it. It's it, it's a more difficult process. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's too much work. And thus, I wanted to make something that I can take with me and not have the second step of uh, entering the data. Like going to the mall, opening an editor, uh, looking at the list of shops and just confirming them, adding missing shops, and that's all. Like no second step. But that, but there are already mobile editors, right? I mean, quite a few, right? Uh, uh, I mean, I, I use... Um... I have an iPhone, so I've been using GoMap, but there are many others. So, so what's what's different about about your editor? Yeah, by many we can say like two, because uh, mobile editing in OpenStreetMap is still undeveloped. Uh, but yeah, there's GoMap and there's Vespucci for Android. Uh, there right. are amazing full-fledged editors for anything, and that's the problem. When you can do many things in the app then the app has got very clunky, very rich interface that you can get lost in. And yeah. when you have 200 shops ahead of you, you want to spend as little time as possible on each one. So this is actually the matter of user interface, not uh, the functionality. Okay. And so what's different? So you're, you focus purely on... POIs or like points of interest with every door or, or, or purely on shops or on house addresses? Is that what the every door, the door part means or, or what, um, you know, what's kind of unique about your, your interface? Well, initially the idea was about points of interest, uh, shops, amenities like that, uh, things that have open hours and provide yeah. services. Okay. Uh, yeah, but with time, the idea grew. Like, uh, if I have an app that helps me collect uh, shops, why not add like entrances uh, to buildings and addresses? If I have that, why not add some micro mapping? So basically, every door edits everything that can be represented as a point on a, or a polygon. Okay. And. Uh... So you just launched, uh, I think, a couple of weeks ago, or, or at least the official launch. Maybe maybe it was in beta or something before that. But I first kind of became aware of this a couple, couple of weeks ago. And what's the response been? How, how's it going? Well, the response wasn't as loud as I expected. But uh, people have been aging with it, and that's what matters. Uh, I released the app to beta testing like a week ago. And it's already got 300 or so editors. Okay. That's uh, quite a lot, actually. Uh, 
and yeah, there are a few editors that map like me. <laughs> like I, I've got uh, around two thousand edits with it for the past uh, month and a half. Wow. Yeah. How, how do you find so many things to edit? Because presumably, unless you're traveling a lot, if you're if you're staying in one area, I mean, it gets pretty saturated pretty quickly, isn't it? Uh, turns out that uh, even when the map looks like complete, yeah. when, when you take a nap with you, uh, turns out that there are lots of things unmapped. Like uh, with this editor, the map becomes uh, this white spot that's ready to be filled by you. And that brings the joy of like initial cartography. Like, you know, 10 years ago when everybody was mapping everything from scratch, and that was very fun because you are mapping something for the first time. And this editor uh, returned this feeling because uh, it is focused on things that very few people mapped before because it was very tedious, very hard to map. Things like all the shops. Uh, usually there's like every third, every fourth shop mapped. You add a lot of things. Things like uh, micromapping. I, with every door, I found joy in micromapping again. Like I go out and I see a playground, I add all the things. I add all the benches, all the street lamps, all the waste containers. Uh, there are many, many things that need to be mapped. Okay. And w- one thing I, sh- I guess I should have mentioned earlier, it's it's uh, on Android and on iOS, or is it only on one? Or, or how, who, how can, who can use it? Uh, it's both on Android and iOS. I okay. use this amazing library called Flutter that uh, allows me to develop, uh, well, multi-platform apps. And, and you are the only developer? I mean, I, I obviously it's, it's open source and people can contribute. Is, is it, but is it mainly pretty much just you working on it, or is there a team, or who's who's what what's happening there? Well, I'm the only developer. I spent like uh, half a year uh, on this editor, on and off. Uh, but after publishing beta version, uh, some people have joined, not not in code, but in translations, in uh, documentation, and they help. A lot with all the non-code stuff. And um, okay, so it, it sounds like you've you've created something that at least at least some percentage of of active OpenStreetMap mappers, you know, want this type of interface and will be using it. Do you think that's the future for OpenStreetMap? That there'll be more and more very niche editors that are like, I, I remember we've had this hypothesis for many years that um, you know instead of there being just a handful of big editors that are used for everything that will be like, you know, the editing app for runners, the editing app for skiers, the editing app for, I don't know, whatever, you know, every different use case. What do you, what's your opinion there? Yeah, I absolutely agree. I think since 2015, I was talking about that the future of OpenStreetMap is in thematic mobile editors. It's like... Uh, uh, I envisioned like editors for buildings, for addresses, editing for runners to mark, you know, past surfaces and stuff. Editors for shops, uh, like I plan to do with every door. And I still think that's mostly true because uh, you see, the most popular new editor of recent is Street Complete. 
and yeah. it can be called a thematic editor. Like it has one theme, like asking questions about single things, and it does it like amazingly great. And uh, that's what uh, what I intended to do with every door. Thing is that it grew, and it turns out that making one editor with three th- themes was easier than making three different editors. Hmm. But then eventually you, but the problem with that is then you're basically on the path to, you know, someone will be like, oh, this is great. Can you also add this? And then the next person will be like, can you also add that? And then pretty soon you've just created a, you know, an entirely comprehensive editor and you you, you move away from the the model of just building the editor for a very niche type of people. So, yeah, it's like uh, in a week uh, after publishing beta version, I received like half a hundred different requests. Sure. Uh, yeah, a lot. <laughs> and uh, I really had to defend every design decision uh, behind it because, yeah, if you just uh, let, if you decide to implement every, everything people ask, then you will get another Vespucci. And what this your work on on this editor? This was purely out of a, a hobby and and your own interest, or, or is this part of your job in some way? Or what 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 do you do? Because you, you work with OpenStreetMap professionally, right? I mean, uh, tell us a bit there about what what, what are you doing work wise and uh, at work. Well, businesses usually demand pretty simple, pretty straightforward things from OpenStreetMap. Like uh, I work at Willy, and uh, it's a kind of taxi company that operates in London as well. And it needs geocoding, routing, uh, presentation, the same as others. So we have many established libraries, many ways of doing that already. So it's pretty common stuff. And the thing is, even if, when if this is common stuff, we got too few people who know how to do things. Hmm. And th- this is pretty weird. But yeah, this stuff also needs to be done. But uh, with the editor, with all the things I do in OpenStreetMap, of the work, like in, in my free time, I, of course, do this for myself. Like, uh, I want to map everything. I want to, uh, I don't know, edit uh, tags so I made level zero. I wanted to uh, watch imagery without uh, launching JOSM, so I made an imagery website, uh, and so on. I wanted to see changes. I made a who did it website. Uh, all this is, of course, for myself, because I believe that you make the greatest tools when you do it not for some abstract consumer, but uh, when you do something that you yourself need. I, I I think there's a lot of wisdom to that. So, um, okay. So so what happens next with Every Door? What what are you? How are you hoping to take it? Do you do you? Are you looking for other people to get involved, like as active developers, or is it more just people should send you suggestions and and you're going to keep working on it? Or what, what what's what's next up? Well, my like uh, vision for Every Door was that it would change how we look at uh, one part of OpenStreetMap points of interest Mm. so the primary wish of mine was that 
more and more people, like thousands, tens of thousands of people, will start using it just for its uh, purpose, like uh, walking around malls, walking around uh, cities, and collecting POIs and confirming them so that we finally have a good enough database of POI. Uh, but also, with time, I see that every door also incorporates things that I that we have been doing like uh, in the old ways, with photos, with GPS traces, with uh, working papers. So I think every door can replace that as well. Like uh, my immediate plan for every door is to make uh, another mode for working papers, like okay. to draw on the screen and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, good luck. I, I agree with you. POIs is an area OpenStreetMap uh, struggles. Um, you know, as as someone who runs a geocoding service, it, it comes up all the time that people come to our site and they test our service and they're like, oh, it doesn't have this restaurant or, you know, whatever. And, you know, it's a function of the fact that the benchmark is is Google Maps, basically. People are so used to Google Maps. And because so many people use Google Maps, then um, every store owner or shop owner, you know, one of the first things they do if they, if, if they open a new shop is make sure they get it into Google Maps. And of course, there's a whole industry of uh, actually even companies who will help you get your data updated on Google Maps and maybe also Facebook places and things like this. But the problem is those people then don't, you know, uh, for, for whatever reason, OpenStreetMap is typically lower on the list. And so it doesn't get updated. Uh, and so th that's a big problem in general, but it, it's been a huge issue now, uh, particularly with COVID, because many, many restaurants and stores closed or changed or maybe changed their hours or whatever. And so then the database is out of date. Uh, and so you have, let's say, the competitors, uh, you know, the the the... The, the alternate products that people can use, you know, have, that issue of data freshness is very real. So we do need to do some thinking about how we lower the barrier and make it much simpler for individuals, of course, to keep this data up to date. I also think, you know, one thing that frustrates me sometimes is there's, um, there is this whole industry of companies who help help other companies keep their data up to date across all these platforms okay. via Google, uh, Facebook places, um, uh, some of the various travel sites or whatever, the car navigation services. And traditionally the, the OpenStreetMap community has not been very welcoming to these services when they, you know, people trying to edit on the behalf of other people. And there, and there have been some bad actors. There have been spammers and things. I don't know. We need to rethink that in some ways, I think, and, and find ways to, enable the the good participants because if we don't then you know OpenStreetMap doesn't benefit from the freshness and data quality that the other services are getting yeah poi wise OpenStreetMap is like it was uh, street wise like in 2009 2010 so yeah. there there are some but that's obviously not enough for everybody who takes poi seriously like, yeah, uh, I mean, there are there are some parts of the world where OpenStreetMap is um, is better known and more widely used, and and there you can see people are maintaining things, but it's a small 
portion of the world. You know, it's not, it's definitely not mainstream yet. So I, I think anything people can do to create tools to make it simpler for individual for for you know people walking around or whatever but also for the 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 stores themselves and and to keep it up to date i mean um yeah people did actually there are a few attempts at uh, collecting more pois in OpenStreetMap. i i forgot there was one in new york um yeah sorry uh but the thing is when a company wants some POI, they look at OpenStreetMap, they laugh, and they go to a commercial provider like uh, Foursquare, Effectual, uh, Google, maybe, or something like that. Uh, because OpenStreetMap, even we, if we map all the POIs in OpenStreetMap, uh, there's still issue of freshness because there are many POIs in OpenStreetMap that were mapped like 10, 15 years ago, and they long close but we're still there because we have sure. absolutely no means of validating the freshness of yeah PIs. yeah because oh uh yeah because i know map i can enable displacement <laughs> you want to verify the pi but you don't see it on the map because it's displaced by another shop Oh, yeah, I, I mean, I think this is probably a mega trend within OpenStreetMap, right? Is that, you know, in the beginning, it was all just about how do we map? How do we, how do we, how do we fill up the empty space? And to a degree, that's still, still the case. I mean, you still see for many parts of the world, there's a lot of work ongoing of like, be it with uh, image detection and, and things. How do we, how do we capture the data? But you know, increasingly then the problem becomes how do we maintain it? How do we make sure it's still fresh? And um, and as you correctly said, it's it's much less exciting for people when, you know, when the map is empty, it's exciting because you're filling it up. When mm-hmm. it's you just having to go into submenu 23 and to change the opening hours of a restaurant, it's not as exciting. And yeah. uh, so we need to think of better interfaces, better technologies, better ways to do that. But absolutely and that's what i wrote why i wrote every door <laughs> because i believe that it solves all these issues because updating maintaining like checking freshness of the data is very fast and quick with every door you just uh, go around and you just tap on check marks if you see something and that's all Okay, well, I, I encourage every listener to try it out then and, and send you their feedback. And um, but I wanted to if if, if we um, I wanted to take a bit of time to talk about some of your other tools as well because you've you've written so many amazing tools, including actually my absolute favorite editor, which is Level Zero, um, which I love for its simplicity and its power. Uh, it's absolutely not the correct tool for using when you're out walking around. It's more, um, yeah. It, it it kind of has appeal to kind of the the people who like to do things on the command line, I would guess. And um, but I, I I use it all the time. I have to say. Um. So, thanks, Mary, for for that. Um. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, I use it uh, sometimes as well. Not not because I need to use it. Because uh, it's often easier to just uh, click on edit button on the website and do changes. But it's so satisfying, like looking into the data 
of OpenStreetMap and changing uh, something like text with your keyboard and pressing send than just using some. Yeah, often it's, I find it's the easiest approach also. Um, you know, you don't get distracted. You just go in, you you edit, and then you're done. And you can see the true raw data. That's what I like. That's so powerful about it. But but I, I guess my question to you, Ilya, is um, what's your advice for anyone out there? I mean, many of our listeners, uh, uh, you know, have software development skills. And, um, you know, what's the best way for them to get involved in building tools around OpenStreetMap? Any, any particular advice for them? Because it can be a bit overwhelming, man. It's such a big project, and there are so many different things going on. What do you recommend? Well, one thing I learned while making Everydoor is that making editors in OpenStreetMap is very unexpectedly hard. I believe it. <laughs> there must be so many edge cases of weird tags and... Uh, yeah, so many regional differences, so many... Well, just choosing which tags you edit can take you a couple of days. Like, uh, of course, there are presets. There is amazing work uh, done by ID editor authors with their uh, imagery lists and presets and name suggestion index. So, yeah, you have something to build upon. So one thing I can like recommend is first mapping because don't go making tools for OpenStreetMap without being part of the community. Like you have to map, you have to walk around, you have to look at things that people have already done. And the second one is uh, just check prior art because uh, in the past uh, 18 years, people wrote a lot of code for OpenStreetMap. There are many renders, many useful libraries uh, that often stay invisible because they were not promoted. But if you take your time looking for them, then maybe you can save a few weeks. Yeah, yeah, I uh, I agree. Well, one of the big challenges, though, yeah, it's correct that there are many very powerful tools that have been built over the years, but they're, they're not always very people don't know people the people who do a good job at making these tools don't always do a very good job at kind of promoting them and presenting them and keeping you know the, keeping the wiki page up to date and so i guess in that regard i should also um compliment you because your wiki page seems very well maintained you have a very nice website where you list all the tools and things and it's it's very easy to get the overview and of course we're gonna have all that in the show notes so um i i think anyone out there who wants to get involved in OpenStreetMap should should uh, maybe take t- take you as an example because it's really impressive. Um, not just the tools that you built, but exactly then how you present it and communicate about it. And um, it's very good. <coughs> and your your point about people should first map, I, I can't emphasize that enough because we um, so at at my company, my my co-founder is um, one of the mentors every year for the uh, the Google Summer of Code project, you know that uh, Google very generously sponsors different projects, and OpenStreetMap is one of them. And um, and so basically, they will pay you know a kind of a stipend for people to work on various open source projects for a couple months. And um, you know, so you get a lot of applicants from typically university students and things who uh, are are 
studying computer programming and uh, you can really see from I, i've looked at some of the applications and it's you can see a lot of these people are perhaps good programmers but they don't really know anything about OpenStreetMap, and they don't really get the core ideas behind it and and understand why are we you know why do we want to build this tool what how's it going to help us and whatever and it it really hurts their applications frankly you know even if they're actually very good programmers so yeah just yesterday i spoke at the conference that opposite map is a unique project in that it uh, uh joins uh, cartography and uh, technicians yeah like uh, technical people and it will can be very fulfilling for people coming to it because you bo learn both cartography and you learn a lot of technical stuff but uh, alas many programmers many uh, well technical people come into OpenStreetMap and see technical issues they don't see the map they see how can they code something as something mm -hmm. their code like uh, you see all the people that uh, come to OpenStreetMap and the next uh, the second day they start to import something or they apply machine learning or uh, try to solve anything by writing code instead of just participating, mapping something. And that is a big issue that comes from uh, how OpenStreetMap was born, how it's managed. Yeah, I, r I really recommend uh, first understand what is the project and why, why are we doing this and who's doing it? And then think about, you know, how can software help us towards those goals? So, um, yeah, as we wrap up, I mean, uh, uh, thank you for the good conversation. Um, I, I did want to touch on one other topic um, kind of unrelated to the software, and that is um, you're originally from Russia and you um, for many years also have been running kind of the Russian language uh, OpenStreetMap a community news blog. Um, so thank you very much for that. And, um, you know, I don't speak Russian, but it seems it's, it's a very active community there. Um, obviously, now we have the terrible situation of the war. Um, I should mention you're you're not in Russia currently. You're in Estonia and, and you've lived there for many years. Mm -hmm. How How is this playing out uh, with the, in the Russian, Russian language, OpenStreetMap community? What's... Um, uh, you know, also we have the situation with the sanctions, uh, and um, what, it, what's the reaction within the Russian OpenStreetMap community? How what, what, give us give us kind of an update here? Well, uh, first thing you cannot sanction open data and open code. That's a plus. But of course, like from the very first day of the war, there were a lot of emotions from all the sides. And uh, communication channels uh, for a few days uh, turned into very political, very very aggressive quarrels. So I had sure. to split <laughs> political and mapping sites into two channels. But overall, uh, opposite mappers are very very understanding. Uh, to my surprise, uh, it's like. Uh, I know, like uh, somebody mentioned uh, on Dyrus a few years ago, uh, when somebody changes, decides to change their gender, opposite map are rolling with it because, well, changing one tag for another, that's okay with us. We have seen it many times. So opposite map focuses on things on the ground. And uh, yeah, it's not always political. Map is political but mapping someone backyard 
it's pretty fine and nothing has changed. But yeah, I agree that there is a divide between Russian and uh, Ukrainian and Belarusian uh, that uh, cartographers, but it lies in like not on the mapping side, but uh, in metaphysical, I don't know, uh, in relations. That might affect the map, but uh, I haven't yet seen how. Let's hope. Um, let's hope the situation can come to a resolution uh, as quickly as possible for everyone's benefit. Um, Absolutely, it's, it's, <laughs> the faster this war ends, the better. I don't know. I mean, one one thing that I love about OpenStreetMap is that it's a global project, right, and a global community, and it's so cool to. At the very beginning, I remember I used to go to some of the state of the map events and you, you would have these presentations where people would talk about OpenStreetMap in their country and you would learn or in their community and you would learn how, you know, the different challenges they face. And and yet, despite all this, you know, huge cultural difference, different religions, completely different um, geographies, we were all kind of contributing to one database. And that that's just amazingly powerful. Um, but of course, as you say, maps do, do have a political aspect, and uh, it, it's a very difficult situation. Um, I, I hope we can get it resolved as quickly yeah, as possible. Well, ma- ma- maps help get different perspectives. Like uh, people usually map not not only their backyards but neighboring countries, and map on the travels and stuff, and they like see how people live in different areas and see that it's not very different. They still uh, build uh, houses, still make roads, still uh, tend their fields and stuff. So I think maps in OpenStreetMap case, like mapping, helps uh, unite the world. And it's uh, a bit better than if it was without the map. All right. Well, unfortunately, I don't think we're going to solve the the conflict or the war today. So... um... I guess let's wrap up then. Ilya, what is the best way for people to get in touch with you if they've had questions? Um, obviously, in the show notes, we're going to have a link to your website. Um, but, you know, what? how can how can they reach you? Oh, well, there are many ways. You can just uh, Google for Ilya OpenStreetMap. Uh, but the best way, I guess, will be via email. Ilya at zverev.info. Or many other changes when you see me, like GitHub, uh, Telegram, whatever. <laughs> OpenStreetMap <laughs> messages. Okay, so you're easy to reach. So, um, well, I, I hope that uh, our conversation today encourages many people to try out every door and to um, send you their feedback, but hopefully also just to, to get involved uh, with the, the key project of improving POI coverage. So, um <laughs> Go outside and map finally, because sitting at home, tracing satellite imagery is great, but walking around, finding new things in the town that you have long considered, like studied and known, that's even better. Agree. Agree. Very nice, Celia. Thanks for coming on the show, and thank you for all all the work you've done over the years for the many uh, tools that you've built. Thank you, Ed. Uh, Thanks for the podcast. Bye. Bye. Thanks everyone for joining us today and listening to the GMOP podcast. Hopefully you've enjoyed the discussion. 
please don't hesitate if you have any feedback for us or any um, suggestions for topics that we should uh, cover in the future. You can get the show notes over on the website, which is at thegeomob.com. While you're there, if you're not yet on the mailing list, please do get on the mailing list where we once a month send out an email announcing future events, summarizing past events, and just generally sharing uh, events that you may find of interest. Um, you can also, of course, follow us on Twitter, where our handle is geomob. Um, you can follow Steven at Steven Feldman. You can follow me at Fryfogel. Um, you can check out Mappery at mappery.org. And of course, if you need any geocoding, please check out my service, which is opencagedata.com. We look forward to you joining us again at a future episode, and of course, seeing you at a future GeoMob event. Hope to see you there soon. Bye. Thank you.